Hey everybody, I am so thankful we get to gather today as a church online. I hope yesterday was a great Christmas for you and your family. And I'm excited about the new year ahead of us. And if you're like me, you've probably already started creating some goals for 2022. This is normally the time of year that many of us think about some of those goals and what God wants us to set uh, for the upcoming year, maybe for our family, our, our career physically, and, and yes, even spiritually. And if you're gonna set a goal uh, this year, one of the best places to turn to in the Bible is Philippians chapter three. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn there. We'll be there in just a minute. Uh, I heard the story of a family who had moved to a new neighborhood. They, and one morning they got kind of got to a late start going to school. And as a result, the 10 year old uh, daughter missed the school bus. And even though it was gonna make the dad late, of course he agreed to take her to school, but he said, you're gonna have to give me directions because he didn't know how to get there. And so they left the neighborhood and the young girl started directing her father to take one turn after another. And the trip was 30 minutes of turn after turn after turn, which, which finally got them to the school. But when they got there, they realized that they were only five blocks away. And so the father was upset and he, he asked his fourth grade daughter why she had driven them all over the place when the school was so close to home. And the little girl said, well, we went the way the bus goes. <laughs> and that's the only way I know. Uh, and you know, some of you are like that little girl. Your life is a series of turn after turn after turn, not because it's the best way to live. No, it's because it's the only way you know how to live. But chances are, there are some things about your life that you'd like to change. There are some things that happen in 2021 that you hope doesn't happen in 2022. Uh, so if you want things to get better, if you wanna grow, if you wanna improve in some areas, it's gonna require you to make some changes. You can't keep doing the same things and expect different results. But as we turn the page to a brand new year, here's a good question for us this morning. What do you think God's greatest goal for you is in 2022? I know a lot of you would say, hey, lose 10 pounds, but is that really God's greatest goal for you in the new year? I think the Bible is very clear about it. God's greatest goal for you as a believer is that you would grow in Jesus Christ, that you would grow in your faith. That's his greatest goal. He is absolutely passionate about seeing us as his children grow in our faith. And so I wanna look at Philippians chapter three, and we're gonna look at verses eight uh, through 11 first. So let's take a look here. The scripture says, Paul says, "'Indeed, I count everything as loss, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I might gain and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Essentially, Paul is saying that the goal is knowing Christ Jesus, to count everything else that I know or I have as loss compared to the goal of knowing him. And he's saying, I wanna be found in him and that I would know the power of his resurrection. 
I want to know that power and experience that power and let his power work through me to help me become more righteous and, and use me to help others know him. The goal then is to know Jesus, to experience more of his power. And Paul wants to attain the resurrection of the dead. In other words, he wants to go to heaven and be with Jesus one day. Let's continue in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. So maybe this has been a tough year for some of you. Uh, maybe you're thinking about giving up. Uh, maybe there are difficult things going on in your life. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. Maybe this has been one of the hardest Christmases for you for whatever reasons. And maybe you feel yourself slipping into a slump, maybe even depression. Let's face it, post-Christmas blues are a real thing. Um, maybe you haven't hit a wall, but you can see the wall coming. I think what Paul says here is that the greatest thing you and I can do in 2022 is to know Jesus more. And he says, I haven't obtained this perfectly yet. Remember, this is a man who wrote 13 books of the New Testament. He, he had to be one of the most intelligent men to ever live and very spiritually mature, but he's saying, I haven't arrived yet. The Greek word that he uses here is the word uh, teleos, and it occurs twice in the passage. And it's translated as the word perfect in verse 12. And then in verse 15 is the word mature. And the word means full grown. Uh, for instance, you might describe your husband as a full grown man compared to your not fully developed son. It means mature in mind as opposed to someone who is still learning. In the early church, it was often used to describe martyrs. A martyr was said to be perfected by the sword and the day of his death was the day of his perfecting. So the idea was that a Christian man's maturity couldn't go beyond martyrdom. So what Paul is saying is that he hasn't become a perfect Christian, but he is pressing on. And so I think you would probably say that you haven't obtained perfection yet. In other words, like Paul, you realize that you haven't arrived. Uh, there are things uh, to overcome in your life. There are things you need to do, progress you need to make. Uh, there are goals and you need to set them and you need to accomplish them. And so whether you've given up or about to give up, or if things are, are going great for you, we all need to realize that we haven't obtained perfection. We haven't made it yet. It, it's, and that means it's not over. You aren't done. God isn't finished with you. And in this new year, it's time for you and I to press on. Thankfully, the goal is not perfection. So if the goal isn't perfection, what is the goal? And, and Paul says, I'm not perfect but I am pressing on. I'm pressing on to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. And listen, you have to press on as a Christian man, as a Christian woman today. You can't get so frustrated that you're disengaged from church. 
Uh, don't be lazy and say, I'm tired and, and, and just stop going to church or stop going to small group. Don't, don't say, well, my feelings were hurt by so-and-so and I don't think I can press on at that church. I'll have to find another church. Well, if that's you, you you'll be church hopping for the rest of your life. Uh, because if that's your attitude, you got to realize people are going to hurt your feelings no matter where you go. You, you have to learn to forgive and, and press on. So the question is, are you willing to press on in 2022? Are you gonna give up? Are you gonna slow down? Um, have you uh, given up on the main goal, which is to know Jesus? You're not perfect, but if you expect this world to give you a hand up, we gotta wake up. This is the real world. Adam ate the fruit in the Garden of Eden, sin entered the world, and you're gonna have problems for the rest of your life. There are no handouts and there are no easy roads to spiritual growth. If you wanna enjoy everything that God wants you to enjoy, everything that God wants you to experience, you have to be willing to press on. And so today I wanna share three ways that are gonna help you press on. These are three ways that Paul talks about in this passage that if each of us set these as our goal, God's gonna do great things in the upcoming year. So number one, if you wanna take some notes is Paul says to forget the past. He says, we have to forget what lies behind. And listen, now that Christmas is over, there are probably two groups of people out there. There's the group like me that says Christmas is over. It's time to take down the tree, box up the decorations and get rid of them. I'm, I'm ready to put it away and get things back in order. But there's probably another group out there who doesn't want to take it down. You don't want it to be over. You'll keep listening to Christmas music and you'll keep the tree up for several more weeks. Um, I guess we're all different and we like different things. But if I come over to your house in February and the tree is still up, we're going to have to have a talk. I, I'm going to have to tell you that Christmas is over. It's time to move on. Um, you know, Christmas decorations are one thing, but when it comes to your past, there are a lot of people that don't wanna put it behind them. They like to keep it in front of them all the time. They like to think about it. They like to listen to sad music and it reminds them of those mistakes. And they like to revisit those guilty feelings over and over and over again. So Paul says, you've got to forget what lies behind. And I think one of his main points is, is that we need to forget our past accomplishments. Uh, Paul was a man who was very well known. He had the greatest education. He studied, studied under one of the most uh, popular rabbis of his day. He was a teacher of the law. He was influential. He was a leader in the city. And Paul is saying that he counts all those accomplishments as rubbish. It counts for nothing. And so he has to leave his past accomplishments in the past. And, and if you don't leave them behind you, uh, then you can become arrogant and, and think, well, look at everything I've done for you, Lord. Now it's my time to just relax. And, and so you have to consistently keep your eyes on the future, not the past. Uh, forget all that you have done and remember the goal, he says, which lies ahead. Now, if you're an athlete, I would bet money, there's a box in your attic that has a bunch of trophies that you won when you were in the fourth grade, maybe middle school, uh, maybe high school. And uh, I'll be honest, I've got that box. And every now and then I like to go up into the attic and dig those plaques out and uh, look at those awards from high school. And, you know, I think I was thinking about that this week. Why do we like to keep all those things? And I think it's probably because we are desperate for encouragement and we're desperate to feel good about ourselves. And so those old tro trophies 
help us in a weird way, but I think we often glorify the past and then we demonize the present. Uh, the good old days were good, weren't they? Back then things were simple and uh, we loved each other. Back then the kids were little and better or whatever it is. I get it, I do it as well. But the word of God is teaching us today that we need to forget what lies behind and focus on the goal that lies ahead. Your attitude this year should be, hey, the best is yet to come because God's not finished working in your life. He's not finished healing your broken heart. He's not finished with your career. He's not finished with your ministry. God knows the future. God knows what's gonna happen. But for you to get there this year, you've gotta forget what lies behind. Now, for some of you, it's not that you need to forget your accomplishments. You need to forget your past mistakes. How do you do that? Um, I think to forget them, you have to face them. And it may mean telling your daughter you're sorry or asking your wife to forgive you. It definitely means you must confess to God. And so if you're taking notes, if we're gonna forget our past, we have to own your mistakes and confess your sin. The Bible is clear in 1 John 1, 9, you know this one. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so if we're gonna put the past behind us, then we have to be willing to own our mistakes, uh, really recognize that we messed up and then confess sin to God. We've gotta be willing to let that stuff go. But then, but then secondly, we also have to let go of your guilt. I love what Romans 8, 1 says. It says, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we've gotta be willing to let go of those guilty feelings. We have to be willing to let go of reliving our past mistakes and allowing that flood of guilt and allowing that flood of embarrassment and shame to overwhelm us uh, day after day and month after month. We have to let go of the guilt. The scripture says that, that God has let it go. So why haven't you? I think when it comes to healing, I, I think we have to be willing to let that go so that those memories and feelings don't negatively impact us over and over again in our present. You see, memories are just thoughts in your brain. Um, they only have power to affect you if you give them power. Uh, some of those memories are, aren't very toxic, but it's the emotions and behaviors that follow those memories that have led to an unhealthy lifestyle. Uh, you maybe think about a past pain and, and then it leads you to overdrink. Uh, you think about that pain and you get angry and then you treat your family poorly. See, the answer is to forgive the people who hurt you. Perhaps you've got to forgive yourself. And you forgive them every day. You forgive yourself every day. And you tell yourself that, hey, I am forgiven. I, I'm a new creation in Christ. Therefore, there is no condemnation uh, on me any longer. And, and I, I, I'm gonna let my past display God's glory and not my defeat. And so, listen, your goal is not to make yourself forget the past, right? It's impossible to literally forget about some painful things in our life. The goal is not that you just stuff those feelings inside or ignore those feelings. That, that's gonna create other problems and addictions. The, the goal isn't for you to wait for an apology or an, an acknowledgement that somebody 
hurt you. That's, that's just gonna postpone your, your health and postpone your happiness. The goal is not for, for you to wait for the time to heal all wounds. You, you may need a lot of time to, to heal uh, before you forgive or, or whatever. The goal can't be to wallow endlessly in all of your emotions and just every day, oh, it's so painful or oh, this is so difficult. Like that, that will never bring healing into your life. The, the goal can't be to redo your past. I mean, we all know that we can't change what happened in the past. And so we can't just continually relive over and over again that we messed up here and there and there. That is an unhealthy uh, behavior and pattern in your life. The goal, according to Paul, must, meet, must be this, that we've got to focus on the call, right? And so let's look at it again in verses 13 and 14. He says, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He talks about this upward call. You see, every single one of us has an upward call from God. That means we all have purpose. God loves you and wants you to give your life to Him. His son, Jesus died for your sin and rose from the grave. He took the punishment for your sin so that you could be forgiven and have a relationship with your heavenly father. When you put your faith in Jesus, he saves you and you begin to learn your purpose in life. And some of you still aren't living for God. You aren't experiencing your upward call, your purpose to know Christ, to love Christ. And so your first goal in 2022, should be give your life to Jesus and start living for that upward call to know him. And Paul says that he strains forward toward that goal. I love that. The Greek word for straining is the same word that describes a runner who lays out at the finish line. You know, you've seen runners come to the finish line and, and they throw their head forward, right? To, to lay out over the line at the very end. That's the idea that Paul is sharing here. He's saying, focus on your future and lay out for it. Give it all you have this year. And uh, the race imagery doesn't mean that we're trying to come in first place. You and I aren't competing with each other in this race. No, the goal is simply to finish the race. That means that we stay faithful and continue to know Christ and continue to live for Christ and be devoted to that upward call. The ultimate upward call is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Uh, that first starts with me to know Christ and grow. And then it means I'm helping other people know Christ and I'm helping them understand and know Christ as well. I wonder how focused have you been on the call of God in your life so far this year? And are you laying it all out there for Christ? Why don't you make that your goal this year that you would, you would grow spiritually and press on despite your setbacks and despite the problems that you're currently facing. So we focus on that upper call. And then thirdly, what he tells us to do is to start thinking like a mature Christian, right? In verse 15, he spells it out. He says, let those of us who are mature think this way, right? And when we're not thinking this way, he says, if any, if any, if in anything you think otherwise, in other words, I'm not thinking maturely, God will reveal that also to you. And so God will reveal to us when we're not thinking maturely, but Paul is saying, I want you to start thinking like a mature 
Christian, think in this way. Um, there's this Greek word that we talked about earlier, teleos. Again, anyone who wants to know Christ, anyone who is mature in their faith will think like this. They will recognize that the Christian life takes discipline and effort and sometimes even suffering in order for us to grow in the love of Christ. We, we, we can't take a vacation from our faith and our growth. So how do you think like a mature Christian? Well, you press towards the goal of knowing Christ and living for your upward call to love God and to love people. I love what Proverbs 23 verse seven teaches us. It says, as a person thinks in his heart, so he is. So what you think you are uh, is, is, is who you become. Your life will always move in the direction of those strong thoughts in your life. In other words, if you think you can't, you probably won't. And if you think life is, is gonna be bad, it's probably gonna be bad. If, if you think you don't have anything to offer, you probably won't make a difference. And if you think your kids are gonna be bad, they probably will be. But on the other hand, if you think you can, you probably will. If you believe there are opportunities out there, you will see those opportunities. If you believe that God is for you and with you, you're gonna sense his power and presence in your life because our thoughts matter. And as a person thinks in his heart, so he is. So take some time to set goals this year, but remember that the ultimate goal, the greatest thing you could do in 2022 is to grow spiritually. And that's gonna require you and I to press on. So you've gotta forget the past. You've got to focus on the coal. You've got to start thinking like a mature Christian. It's not easy. You'll have to strain. You'll have to get involved in the life of Foothills Church. And so that means you need to serve. You need to get in a small group, take your next step on the journey. Uh, I don't know what it is for you, but whatever that step of faith is, I want to encourage you to take it today. And to help you, I've got some homework that I wanna encourage you to do. It's called our Forget and Focus document. And so if you go to our website, you can download this document. And this is gonna be a guide with some questions that are gonna help you think about where you're at in your life and what you're learning and what goals you need to set for 2022. I'm so thankful to be your pastor and I'm so excited about the spiritual growth we're gonna to experience together this year. I hope today's been a blessing to you. And I'd like to end our time uh, by praying over you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word and your truth. And I pray right now for everyone that is listening today, God, that you would show them what it is they need to do next to grow spiritually. God, that you would help us to think uh, like a mature Christian, God, and you would grow us in our thinking. God, that you would help us to, to focus on the call that you've placed on our life. And, and for many, Lord, it's that we would forget the things of the past that are holding us back today. And so give us the grace to overcome that, the courage to follow you and trust you today. And I pray this in the precious name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Foothills Church. If you made a decision to follow Christ while listening today, or if you have some more questions about what that looks like, then let us know. You can text FC Decision to 97000, or you can head over to foothillschurch.com slash decision. We hope you have a great week.